There's big things happening, a lot of which we can't control. In order for me to be able to close for compensation, I have to be able to demonstrate my value. And if I can do that, the world of real estate remains rich and rewarding. Real estate agents, welcome. It's the RMG Agent Podcast, and I'm your host, Reed Moore, and I'm so, so thankful that you're back here with us again in 2024. We have some great stuff today uh, to go over with you. I'm really excited about today's episode. Uh, I also wanted to let you know on February 13th, we're going to be doing a webinar to bring you uh, up to date on everything with the different lawsuits that are happening, as well as what you can do and what you can control when it comes to your real estate practice in 2024, which is also going to be something we're going to address here today. One of the things I'd love for you to do is to go back and listen to our bonus episode, which is the 56th end of the world, which really starts to paint the context for what I think is going to be really important for us in our industry this year. Also, uh, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, oops, I did it again. (laughs) It's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. And it's really about helping you as a real estate agent invest and grow your wealth, which is something that we're all about here. To help me talk about this awesome subject today and to deep dive is the wonderful, the amazing Jacob Bartlett. Thank you. Good yeah. to see you, man. Yeah, good to see you. I'm super, super thrilled to be here. I always like your intros because they make me feel better about myself. That was so, good. It's yeah. good. Uh-huh. Packed and power and encouraged. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. One of the reasons why we really wanted to do this podcast was to be able to come to agents with, you know, issue, current issues. Uh, and there is no bigger issue than what we're going to be talking about today. Right. Uh, so today's episode is going to be demonstrate your value or work for free. Yeah. Uh, and so that is uh, it's a catchy title, but it's also real. It is. So as we're moving into kind of uh, this next year. Let's dive deep into what's going on. Yeah. So again, February 13th, we're going to do a webinar. Where we're going to deep dive on this. Mm-hmm. But just to give everybody uh, a kind of an overview, uh, somewhere around 2020, there was a series of lawsuits that were filed that finally this last year came to light. The most popular, or the most infamous of those is Sitzer Burnett. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that really started everybody thinking about, or even some people panicking about what's going on in the industry, what's going to happen, all the rest. And so there, there are three civil suits or three uh, class action lawsuits that are are probably going to show up. There's that one, there's one, uh, there's Morell, and there's uh, Nozilek. The total of all of those come up to about $400 billion, which is something like four times the total amount of money that exchanges hand at the very best year of our entire industry. So it's it's kind of a lights out scenario for uh, for maybe some of the larger brokerages. Who knows how all that's going to play out? The the issue for us uh, as real estate salespeople, team owners, uh, real estate agents is is that we still have some challenges and repercussions here that come along with this as well. And it really um, almost for sure will change the face of our industry. So there's big things happening, a lot of which we can't control. Yes. Uh, and I know that one of the big mistakes that we're seeing or, or hearing is is choosing one way or another, believing one way or another, thinking that this can't be real or like how can the lawsuits go one way or another just from the real estate standpoint. So 
Um, where do you, what do you think of when you, when you hear people talking like that? Yeah. So the first thing I think about is, is, uh, just the question of, is it helpful? Mm. Right. When I think about my own mindset and when I think about the way that I'm processing things, one of the questions I ask myself is, is this helpful? And the reason is, is anytime, uh, let's just say you have a a political situation, it's a, it's an election year. Yay. Mm. Right. So you have a political situation or you have interest rates that go up or some just major thing that affects a group of people. What happens is uh, people start kind of pontificating as to why this is so good or why this is so bad or why this is evil and all of this stuff. The, the, the challenge with that, especially in a situation like this, is that um, the reality of the outcome of the situation doesn't care. Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening is you have a bunch of real estate agents is talking about how unfair this is or how unfair this could be and how this is bad for the consumer. And, and we actually build our list of talking points. Now, I think it's important to actually have an idea as to where you stand on something and why you think something should be a certain way, right? I have a list like that. So the goal of this episode isn't to tell real estate agents, hey, you're wrong. You're not thinking about this right. This 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 change is good because I don't know that I actually believe that to be right. true. In fact, I don't. Um, but the question is, is that helpful? And my conclusion is that that kind of thinking isn't helpful because if I don't have any influence over it, then all I'm doing is I'm setting myself up to not deal with reality and not do the the hard things that maybe I can control that set me up for success. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, pretty much four years to the date of me getting super deep into politics uh, <laughs> for the last you know the last presidential election and having conversations with my wife and her finally being like, "Are you going to run for office or something?" Because if you're not going to run for office you being this informed and this like drastically one way or another actually doesn't help you. Right. So you need to be educated and be open to ideas, but also don't have this draw you completely away from doing your work. Yeah. So the, the attorney that represented uh, the plaintiffs in the Sitzer Burnett trial was invited to Inman News, which is our, our industry news. And it was a massive backlash across the real estate uh um, ecosystem, uh, real estate agents, you know, cancel, cancel Emma Nuzier, cancel culture. Uh, but I, I heard a couple, I heard a couple of, uh, maybe good, really good thoughts on that. One was, Hey, you know, this person, we don't want to give them a platform because they're doing damage to a lot of people. Okay, cool. I get that. There's another piece of that, which is, uh, this guy is so smart and so educated and so well-funded that he is actually, uh, you could say single-handed that's, that's not real, but he's single-handedly changing the shape of the entire residential real estate market across the country. Mm-hmm. You really don't want to hear what he has to say. Mm-hmm. You really don't want to hear his perspective. Oh, okay. I, you don't, you don't want to get maybe a few questions of where does he see the industry growing or what would he like to see from us after all of this? Like those are questions I would love to know. Right. Um, I think that the way that this could go is actually not good for the consumer, but that's what I think. That's not true. Right. That's not, that's not a hundred percent. I'm right. I'll die on that hill. And so, so all of this just to say, if, if you're a real estate agent listening to this, I want you to ask yourself the question, are you already buying into the echo chamber of how this is all going to play out? And if so, what's the cost to you by you not actually spending the time to prepare yourself? The other 
aspect of that is, uh, and we talked in jokingly, is don't be the ostrich, right? Don't <laughs> stick your head in the yes. sand and just go back to status quo from the last two years, the last 10 years, the last 20 years of your career and think that the world is the same that it was because we're not playing, you know, the world's not flat anymore. Like yes. it's, it, it is changing, it's moving and it's moving rapidly. And um, depending on, you know, what happens with each one of these lawsuits, like there may be a whiplash effect each time something happens and get pulled in one direction and then have to figure out where we're moving forward from. So this week I was listening to uh, Jordan Peterson, one of his books, uh, like uh, he wrote 12 Rules for Life and he wrote another one, uh, Beyond Order, which mm -hmm. is like the second 12 rules. So there's 24 rules, which is a lot for me. Uh, <laughs> um, but one of the things that he talked about is one of the uh, one of the narratives that comes comes across over and over and over through all of human history is this idea of a dragon guarding a treasure, mm -hmm. right? It's just this interesting thing that that shows up in all kinds of different fables across all different uh, you know different uh, areas of the, the country, right? So dragons in China, dragons in uh, you know uh, in Europe, all, all of that. And the conversation was that that, that he was bringing up is is that these um, these types of narratives, these types of stories serve a purpose. And the particular purpose of that story is this understanding of risk and reward, mm -hmm. right? The person who's brave enough to brave the danger of the dragon is the person who, if they should succeed, gets the treasure, mm -hmm. right? And there's something really, you know, when we think about The Hobbit and we think about all of the different stories that we've heard and that we've learned, that we've watched movies of, there's, there's a sense of adventure there, mm -hmm. right? And there's a sense of being drawn to the reward and knowing you have to go through the, the peril, go through the challenge. Mm -hmm. Well, if we look at real estate or we look at sales in general, sales is perilous, Mm -hmm. Right. It is. There's so much risk. The reason that real estate agents can make really, really excellent money is that we take on the risk of making zero dollars for unbelievable numbers of hours. It's very similar to the hero's journey. Right. Yes. Like of, of all movies. And, and there's a reason why all movies have that is because we relate to them. Yes. And cultures have cultures have had that forever just because we all can relate to it. Yeah. Yeah, we relate to the hero's journey, but now we have to stop and say time out. If you relate to the hero's journey, you actually have to go be the hero. What does that mean? That means you have to look danger in the face. You have to look the peril, the, the dragon in the face mm -hmm. if you want it. So if you look over the last maybe six years of our industry, there has been still the, uh, the dragon of you can work and not get paid. That's always a thing. But there has been really, really smooth sailing in a lot of ways. And even our culture has really endeared real estate agents, right? You think about, uh, you think about all of the TV shows that have come out that are, uh, that are um, that center around a real estate agent, center around home buyers and sellers, and how fun that's been, and how uh, like the, uh, the home looking, even just looking at homes has become a, a national pastime. Mm -hmm. That's all been the removal of significant amount of challenge and danger, and now all of a sudden we have lawsuits, and potentially we have consumer sentiment going way way lower than it ever has been, and so now. We as real estate agents are facing the dragon again, and I just want to say it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's just not okay to pretend that there's not a dragon or that you don't have to fight it. If you are afraid of the dragon, you're afraid to face what's coming next, but you do realize that it is there. Like uh, either you know, put on your helmet and let's go, or it's time to find something else.
Yeah, it's okay, it's okay to not be yeah. the hero. You just have to know that if you're not going to be the hero of your own journey, nobody else is. Mm -hmm. And if you're not going to be the hero, uh, you're not going to get the reward. Let's go to the hardest possible scenario or outcome of what this could be. Let's talk about that and then work our way back. Yeah, so um, so there's probably scenarios that I'm not thinking of that we have no control over and no mm -hmm. way of uh, do, doing anything with, and it's just checkmate, right? Mm -hmm. If that if that's an, if those scenarios come to pass, uh, it's it's better that you just sleep well tonight because it doesn't matter. You can't do anything about it anyway, yeah. right? Welcome to life. Right. Um, but the 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 one the single hardest scenario that that is um, has some percentage of being a likely outcome is that because uh, because the current administration uh, in the United States uh, has come alongside. Uh, has come alongside the uh, the civil lawsuits, the um, the class action lawsuits, and they've also come alongside the DOJ, who has had a beef with the National Association of Realtors now for quite a while, and uh, like which is it's all documented, and and they're they're at work, and he's also brought the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, in in on this, and the DOJ and the FTC are really after antitrust. Um, they're looking at enforcing antitrust laws and they're looking at making sure that real estate doesn't have antitrust behavior happening inside of it, which uh, by definition, they would say that it does. Okay, so what could happen as a result of that uh, is that the government could come down and they could say, um, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, you can no longer compensate anybody on the buyer side. And listing agent... You don't have, it's not that you don't have to offer commission off to the buy side, it's that it's now illegal to do that. So they completely break it down the middle to where a seller can only pay their agent what gets compensated to their agent and make it illegal for any of that money to go somewhere else, right? Right. So what happens then is the listing side of our business stays fundamentally very, very similar, right? In mm -hmm. fact, states like Washington, it stays exactly the same. Right. right, like Washington has already kind of got out ahead of some of the, the lesser consequences mm -hmm. of this that actually might be good for consumers. We don't know yet. But over here, if, if, they, if they fundamentally say, you no longer can share commissions at all, what that means is that everybody that works with a buyer in our industry is either going to have to do what our title said, right? They're going to dem be able to demonstrate their value uh, or they're not going to get paid. Right. Right. So that all comes down to one particular skill. What is it? Closing for compensation. Closing for compensation. Mm -hmm. So if we look at the very hardest scenario that we have any control or influence uh, at, that and every lesser consequence all come down to one skill set that a small number of people in the industry already have uh, in spades. And that is the ability to sit face to face with currently a seller and say, Mr. And Mrs. Seller, if you want my services, it's going to cost you this amount. Yep. Right. And in order for me to be able to close for compensation, I have to be able to demonstrate my value. And if I can do that, the world of real estate remains rich and rewarding. If I can't, um, it's probably game over. Oh, if you're a well-seasoned listing agent, uh, this isn't going to be a huge change for you or theoretically isn't going to be a, a huge change for you. Uh, if you're a buyer's agent that just got into the business because you love houses and you love people, yeah. um, you, you could still make it, but you better get great at having that conversation before you start talking about the warm and the fluffies of the house and the things that they're looking for and their dreams that they have of like actually showing 
probably having a document that shows what you actually are going to do with them and things that you will make sure that you cover in the helping them buy the house. And this doesn't mean like I'm going to help you search for a home and setting you up on an auto search mm -hmm. and then hoping that they get all the houses that they need. Like you actually have to find all of their houses uh, and then being able to get to the end of this this presentation before you go through their home search or homes that they're looking for and actually saying this is what I charge. It's, yeah. you know, this is how we're going to move forward. You're going to be my client and, and we're going to, you know, we're going to start working tomorrow. Yeah. You know, and, and behaviorally, uh, really dominant listing agents, they, they tend to have, um, not always, but a, a decent amount of time they have a lower social battery. And so, um, and they might have a more dominant personality. And so for them to sit across and make the ask for business uh, may be behaviorally easier for them, or they've just really built that skill set. It's probably some of both, mm -hmm. or a lot of both. Uh, but then when it comes to actually uh, nurturing and walking somebody through the rest of uh, you know their home buying process, it can be hit or miss whether or not that, that really takes a lot of uh, effort and emotional energy from that person. So you have a whole group of agents who behaviorally are more warm, more inviting, more apt to nurture somebody and guide somebody through the process. And they're phenomenal, phenomenal real estate agents. The issue is, is they are going to have to, maybe, maybe two thirds of real estate agents are going to have to deal with uh, the skill set around their discomfort of asking for compensation, right? So when we say that, you know, one of the things that we say is we talk about, you have to be able to demonstrate your value. And, and when we say it a lot of times, we say it kind of like, oh yeah, everybody knows that. Right. But the question that, you know, we'll talk about briefly here and then we'll talk about the, in the webinar a lot on February 13th is what does it actually mean to demonstrate your value? And why don't we say, explain your value? Mm -hmm. I think demonstrating your value is really important. So one of the ways that we demonstrate our value is being a trusted guide. And this is probably the, the, top, uh, the top level, just uh, the, the, the low-hanging fruit for mm -hmm. this conversation. Uh, I recently got back from a vacation, and it was interesting because I've been on this same vacation before without a guide. And it was really good. It, we sailed in the British Virgin Islands. It's hard not to love that. Uh, it was really great. But this time... Uh, myself and a group of friends went with a professional captain and his wife, who was the crew, right? She was the chef. Unbelievable. The difference between having a really great experience, what I would say was a 10, and then actually having an experience with somebody who is the trusted guide and, and realizing that my 10 wasn't even really on the radar because the level of specialty knowledge and, and information that he had was was so much beyond what what I had. Um, his connections, mm -hmm. the, the the amazing value of having really really deep relationships and connections, and what that can do for one of your clients is absolutely worth paying for, mm -hmm. right? So you have you have the trusted guide, you have the connections are are amazing. You have the market knowledge, you have the inventory knowledge, you have the specific home knowledge. Um, you have you have a perspective. Right. One of the things that's a little bit hard to articulate, but it's it's easier to demonstrate is how valuable it is having a third party perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, we do this with attorneys. Right? If you ever sat down with an attorney and you were hot and you're ready to take somebody's head off and that person, they, they don't they don't go into, well, you're right or you're wrong. Here's the law. But they say something like, have you considered this? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they bring perspective. 
And now I write a check, not because anybody gave me legal advice, but because they simply sat down with me and gave me perspective that saved me a lot of money. When you get really good at being a buyer's agent, specifically perspective is a huge portion of what you do. You help them keep perspective on what their their actual goal when you sat down with them the first time was and why they were looking to buy a house and making sure that it met all of their needs. Because people will get through a process and love a kitchen, but not be thinking in that moment that it doesn't actually have the bedrooms that they were looking for, right? Or they go through a home inspection and they keep fixating on this one thing that sounds scary. Right. But it actually is like a $10, $20 fix, like pressure relief valve pipe on a hot water tank being loose or something like that. Sure. You know, like that's it's like a $50 fix or having like a little bit of, uh, you know, electrical issue somewhere that doesn't sound as scary. Oh, it's just electrical. We've all dealt with electrical, but this is like not been tube wiring that's bare. And, you know, it's it's a major thing and having the perspective to keep them uh, kind of in line on what's important throughout the tr transaction. Yeah. So there's all of these areas of value. And um, again, we'll, we'll talk about this in depth on the webinar. Uh, but but what I want people to understand uh, from 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 here is if you're if you're newer or you specialize in working with buyers and you're still uncomfortable with uh, closing for compensation, it's the one skill that I think you need to master. And there's two, there's two parts to that. One is actually mastering the skill of closing for compensation. The other one is to take a look at all of the different uh, areas of value that you have available to you that maybe you haven't spent the time really, really sharpening, really, really honing. And so, so you know, you've been working, you've been working maybe six hours a day or maybe eight or maybe 10 hours a day, but you haven't had a compelling reason to really dial in your calendar to really focus on the things that matter most. My push to you today would be if you have the time you need to deep dive on your skill set and become an absolute master of your value, but you may not have time to do that and to have a successful sales practice in the interim if you don't actually harness those those habits that you, you know that you, you've needed to. Yeah. One of the things that really stuck uh, stuck with the conversation we were having is, or before this was, if it's not the worst case scenario where it's checkmate, it's just completely over, like we're all out of a job essentially, uh, all of this comes down to a skill issue. Yes. And the time you need to be able to work on the skills issue is, is in addition to the work that you're already doing. So maximizing your calendar, maximizing all the things we've talked about in previous episodes to get you, you know, that space. Because if you build the skill, like you can, you can handle any market. Yeah. Yeah. And if you build the skill and nothing changes because like magically this all disappears, guess what? You're still better you're from gonna, learning this skills. You're going to make more money. You're going to have more time. Like mm -hmm. there's, there's no way of losing, uh, other than, you know, just your fear and the other things that are holding you back, right? Thanks, guys. Hopefully this was uh, encouraging to you, has an impact on, on your career, and is empowering for you. Check out the next episode uh, and the webinar that's going to be coming February 13th. And then we're going to be shooting some, some skills-based versions of this yeah. for the podcast. So check that out so you can see us working through the skills of demonstrating value, closing for compensation, all of those things. Yeah, awesome, guys. Thanks again for taking the time, and hopefully this was empowering to your real estate career. Take care.